Now time for the BCHL Podcast. All the way in front, backhand, scores! Turn on the red light, the Capitals win it. Donaldson shoots, scores! Sean Donaldson shorthanded. Now one of a breakaway, in alone is Libel. Club save is Colby Hedquist. Nice move. Tanelli to the goal, to the backhand, scores! Cue it up. Tyson Dickett again, he scores! There's one for the highlight reel. Magnus all the way around, he scores! How do you do? Zach Michaelis, coast to coast! You go back to the goal! Oh, what a setup! Oh, me, oh my, put that a PCHL tonight! Hey there, welcome to the PCHL Podcast. I'm your host, Jesse Adamson. We've got a fantastic episode coming up for you with two great guests. Uh, But before we get to the guest list, I want to let you know that the BCHL podcast is presented by Finning. To find out more about Finning and their products, head to Finning.com. That's F-I-N-N-I-N-G.com. All right. On today's episode, we speak with the Deputy Commissioner and Chief Operating Officer of the BCHL, and that is Stephen Cocker. He's been on the podcast several times, and he makes his return. And we also speak with Alberni Valley Bulldogs forward Dakota McIntosh. First up is our conversation with Stephen Cocker. There is plenty to talk about with him. Uh, The league uh, just came off its 60th anniversary event. We dive deep into that event what the reaction was like around the league and what the prospects are for potentially bringing it back in the future. Uh, We also talk about the BCHL's roadshow event in Burns Lake coming up next weekend where two teams will play regular season games in a non-BCHL market. And we get into other topics, including the league's recent record of NCAA Division I committed players, the BCHL playoffs, and looking ahead to events next season. All right, here it is, our chat with BCHL Deputy Commissioner and COO Stephen Cocker. All right, Stephen. Well, first things first, we're coming off the league's 60th anniversary All-Star Weekend in Penticton uh, a couple weeks ago. Uh, And of course, that event featured a top prospects game and then some outdoor All-Star festivities like a skills competition, alumni game, three-on-three tournament. Um, uh, Just from your sense, how did the event go for the BCHL? I thought it was a great year one event. I mean, it was great atmosphere at the SOEC for the top prospects game. You know, we had 79 NHL scouts at the rink to watch. The outdoor rink was all about fun and, you know, involving the community and engaging uh, the fans across all 18 communities. It was great to see, obviously, the Penticton supporters, but also many jerseys from from other uh, teams across the league. So we've had tremendous feedback uh, from the you know alumni involved to the the fans that were there to the players, uh, I, I thought it it was honestly a great a great year one event for us, and I'm excited to see where where we take this in the future. You mentioned the alumni in your answer there, and uh, a big part of the outdoor portion was uh, an alumni and friends game. It featured some BCHL alumni uh, and as well as just some some notable names. There was uh, some some big names from the hockey world. You got guys like Scott Niedermeyer, and then Brendan Morrison, Kyle Turris, Jeff Cortnell, Gary Volk. Uh, what does it say about the BCHL that um, you were able to put such a, an impressive list together uh, to come participate in that event? Yeah, I mean, it speaks volumes about 
about what the BCHL is doing and the direction we're going. It shows the league is strong and the support goes beyond just the 18 communities, whether it's the NHL, um, you know, uh, alumni that have come through our league and have gone on to great careers elsewhere, uh, sponsors that are are partnering with us as a league. Uh, everyone is believing in the direction that we're going and what we're here to provide for our athletes, which is a great stepping stone to get them to college hockey and to get them a scholarship and and really uh, have them on the trajectory. If it's not the NHL, we know that our athletes are going to come out of come out of the BCHL and come out of the NCAA with with degrees. So um, yeah, I mean it, it it it's great for the BCHL. It's great to have that kind of support and turnout uh, when you see the the big names of alumni that that came. Again, it just it just speaks volumes to to what we're doing as a BCHL, and you know ultimately what our eighteen teams are doing. Um, how about feedback? We we talked a little bit about it in in your first answer, uh, the positive feedback. But what specific things did you hear uh, from players and the teams? Because the the players uh, were were obviously the most involved, the BCHL players. What were you hearing from them uh, as far as their experience was? Yeah, it was it was great to see just all the you know all the smiles and the laughs throughout the weekend. Uh, whether it was out at the outdoor event or the top prospects for the off ice combine, it's a unique a unique situation. These unique events where teams, although you're battling with certain rivals in in conference uh, throughout the season, you now see these players come together in in one location, and you know they're talking about the season and talking about. Uh, you know, where they're committed to and so on. So it, it was great to see that from a, an outsider perspective. And then just to hear some feedback of, you know, we had one player said it was one of the most special moments of his junior hockey career so far and something he'll always remember. That's that's what these events are, are all about. Uh, yeah, and I, I just thought it was, you know, it was great to see the event firsthand and all the, the turnout of, from the community and our fans across the league but to hear that from our players uh it's it's kind of that that last stamp of approval when you talk about this being a year one event it obviously leads you to believe that um it, it'll be coming back uh, at some point in the future um so uh wh- where do you think this event can go uh from here what what places can you take it what improvements can be made what do you what do you think the potential is for an event like this yeah, the future is is bright for the league and, and where we take our events. We've we've passed an event strategic plan, which uh, was brought in last year, and we're well on our way. Although year one, I think we're already ahead of the curve in some areas. And yeah, I, I mean, we've although the year one event was great, and you know, it's it turned out um, probably better than than a lot of us could have anticipated uh, there there's obvious areas of of improvement stuff we want to refine and and make make bigger in future years so yeah is is this weekend going to be one we continue with in the future absolutely uh the the location and the details and the format um will will be determined at a later date and i'm sure you'll have that news once once it's ready um but yeah it just with with what happened at the event and although it was really a 60th anniversary celebration uh it's really going to be the the kickoff to what this new weekend is kind of an, an off week uh as we move forward into 23 24 
And now, believe it or not, just uh, a few short weeks later, we're already shifting focus to the next BCHL event, and that is the Roadshow event in Burns Lake, BC. Um, for those that aren't familiar with the Roadshow, I know the league has had one already in the past, back in 2020. Um, so but who, for those that aren't familiar, what is this event all about? Yeah, so it's um, it's it's bringing BCHL hockey to communities that don't get to experience uh, that, that level of sport and and any any kind of sport not just hockey so we're bringing uh two teams we as you mentioned we did this in 2020 in kitimat uh that was our our year one of this event and this year we're bringing prince george and salmon arm up to burns lake uh, they'll be immersed in in the community with school visits minor hockey clinics a tri hockey event um and yeah it's all about immersing our athletes our game into that community and and creating an event for that community to to bring together their um you know their their community people from from all over uh northern northern bc so in partnership with lake baby nation uh we'll be heading as i mentioned the burns lake february 17th to 19th uh we expect an excellent showing uh from from the game i i know that that rink is is going to be sold out and uh, and the ex- the extracurricular ev- events as well as I mentioned with the school visits and minor hockey clinics, it's all about bringing the BCHL to these young you know young youth in, in these communities and 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 try to you know spark something in them that may get them involved in, in hockey in the future and that's that's what it's all about if we can leave a little a little mark on on anyone in that community uh, that's that's really truly what it, what it's about. Yeah, you mentioned the event being co-hosted by the Lake Babine Nation. Um, what has it been like to have their support? I know they've been very instrumental in bringing the event to Burns Lake. What's it been like working alongside them and, and having their support? Yeah, Chief Murphy Abraham and, and his team have been outstanding. Uh, the support on the ground and preparing for stuff like the traditional feast and the signups for the, the, um, the clinics and the tri-hockey event, uh, it, it's so critical to have it a group on the ground that is active and engaging. So, uh, yeah, they've been, their team has been outstanding and yeah, we look forward to, to celebrating with them, uh, next, next week. So shifting gears here, um, on a couple other topics, believe it or not, uh, we're not too way too far away from the pinnacle of the BCHL season, which is of course the playoffs, uh, teams are still fighting for positioning down the stretch. Uh, what are you expecting to see, uh, over the last couple of months of the regular season? Yeah, more excitement, more commitments, more great hockey. Um, you know, it's been an outstanding season so far. We're really excited to see the support that our local communities have had. The fans coming out in droves this year. I mean, I think our attendance numbers are up around 15% from, from last for the, where they were last year. Uh, it, it's exciting to see. I, mean, I know Chilliwack obviously set the BCHL attendance record, and then you have communities all over the province that that are showing uh, increased support compared to, to previous years. So I'm just excited to see more great hockey and you know the intensity start to climb as as we approach the playoff season. 
Some other big news that came out um, involving the league lately was that um, the BCHL announced it has broken its record of uh, NCAA Division One committed players in a single season. Uh, previous record was 173, set in 2019-20, tied last year, but uh, we're already at 175 now with, with obviously several months to go in the year. So um, the BCHL also has a record of 411 alumni playing NCAA Division One hockey right now uh what do these milestones mean for the bchl i mean it's it's huge you, you mentioned it the numbers are are daunting and it, you know kudos to to our coaches kudos to our development staff on the ground with the teams kudos to our our owners that are providing our athletes with the the resources they need to develop um you know it's with the the adversity and the situations our league has come through over the past few years, it's it, it's really exciting to see how strong this league has come out the other side. Uh, and you mentioned 411 alumni, you know, just shy of a quarter of the NCAA have, have spent time in the BCHL. Like those are our significant numbers. And I know the entire BCHL from top to bottom should, should be, should be proud of those numbers and, you know, look to see where we can bring, bring those numbers in the future. Last question. Um, looking ahead to next year, we already talked about um, the potential for bringing back events like the outdoor event, the top prospects game. Is there anything else on the calendar for next year that uh, BCHL fans should be looking forward to? Yeah, just just more of the more of the same of what what we saw this year. I think we're we're bringing our events to a, a new level. I mentioned earlier that we're continuing to follow our event strategic plan that it will guide our decision making in the future. Um, you know, we potentially have some exciting news around the corner about our showcase uh, that that will be exciting for for some fans and certainly for our athletes and uh, and the scouts that that normally attend the event. So that news, I'm sure, will will come in the in the coming weeks. Um, but yeah, a lot lot to be excited about and uh, a lot to be to be proud of as uh, as as a bchl member all right steven thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me um and can't wait to see how things turn out for the rest of the season thanks jesse appreciate it huge thank you to steven cocker for joining the podcast all right moving on to our second interview up next, we chat with Alberni Valley Bulldogs forward Dakota McIntosh. McIntosh started the year with the Fargo Force of the USHL, but joined the Alberni Valley Bulldogs in November and has really been on a tear since he joined the league. He had an assist in his first game, a hat trick in his second game, and has been filling the score sheet ever since. And he was recently a big part of the team reeling off 10 straight victories. Uh, to climb up the standings uh, in the Coastal Conference. We chat with McIntosh about his transition to the BCHL, how things have gone on and off the ice. Uh, we also talk about the team's big 10-game win streak, uh, their outlook for the future, and his prospects of landing an NCAA Division I commitment. So let's get to it. Here is our chat with Alberni Valley Bulldogs forward Dakota McIntosh. All right, Dakota, you joined the Bulldogs in November after spending the first part of the season with Fargo of the USHL. Um, how have you found uh, the transition to the BCHL so far, specifically on the ice? 
Yeah, you know, it's um, I love being in the USHL. It obviously prepared me for a lot of things. So it's definitely a very fast-paced league and enjoy my enjoy my time there. But yeah, you know, coming to the BC, it's a little bit of a different style. But um, you know, I, I feel like I fit right in. Um, I felt like my play style and just how the way I play the game and the way I think the game. You know, I thought I blended in really well here, and um, you know, I feel like it's shown. And um, I think I'm um, hoping to keep things going the way they're going. What about off the ice? What's it been like for you uh, coming to the West Coast, living in Port Alberni, uh, the island life? Uh, how, how has that all been for you? Yeah, it's been awesome. You know, the weather's great. Uh, a lot better than in North Dakota. But, um, you know, the rain rain gets to you sometimes, but the uh, mountain range is everything beautiful. Yeah, everything off ice has been great. You know, the team's awesome. Coaching just all around Port Alberni has been, you know, a real good spot for me so far. Yeah, you mentioned coaching. Um, your head coach there, Joe Martin, has been a coach in the BCHL for quite a while now. Uh, he's been in Alberni for several years. He was in Merritt before that. Uh, he's got a, a coach of the year under his belt um, in this league. What's it been like uh, playing under him? Yeah, he's been awesome. You know, he's taught me a lot of things for sure. But um, yeah, the way he coached the team is really good. You know, we're playing some really good hockey right now. We're getting a ton of wins. You know, I got to give a lot of credit to him, right? You know, the way he's handling things, the way he's coaching the team is definitely a big part of our success and um, it's been awesome so far i love it with you having spent a bit of time in the ushl and we touched on that earlier uh and now having played about half a season in the bchl uh what are some differences and, and what are some similarities that you see between the two leagues when you compare them you know i think the similarities would definitely be it's the same style of play like it's a lot more skilled than uh, physical for sure the style of game is definitely very similar a lot of skilled guys you know not, like not a lot of grit it's just a lot of skill and it's still a really fast-paced game so you had an assist in your very first game with the bulldogs and then a hat trick in your second game so that's a, a pretty big uh, confidence booster for you right away uh and since then you've been pretty consistent in putting up the points night after night how important was it for you uh to get off to that good start um get that confidence going and and uh start producing like the way you did you know, it was, yeah, it was definitely very important. You know, it got some, it got me some confidence that I didn't have going in here. Um, but it was definitely my way to kind of cement myself and um, prove myself to the team, not only to the team, but to the league as well. But, um, you know, I got to give credit where credit's due. Those those nights don't happen without the guys behind me. But um, it was definitely really special. And, you know, it was a really good feeling for sure. Yeah, that kind of leads me a little bit to my next question. You know, it's always hard joining a new team, uh, but especially difficult doing it mid-season when you probably don't many don't know many or or even any of your teammates. Um, are there are there guys on the team that you've been able to bond with on and off the ice? Like, who who have you kind of gravitated towards since you've arrived in Alberni Valley? You know, um, before I came here, me and Cam Van Sickle, we were uh, good buddies. I met his dad when I played up in Alaska. Um, he was one of the main reasons. He, he, he encouraged me to come here, you know. So that was definitely somebody I've leaned on from the start. But um, this team has been super welcoming, you know. It's, it sounds cliche, but this team, we're really one big family. And that was definitely something that helped me adjust early on. But, um, you know, obviously I love my, uh, me and my line. We're, uh, we're very connected and we're really close. Uh, Will Alger and uh, Nicholas Beneteau. But um, I can't really say we gravitate towards anyone. You know, we kind of do everything together. It's a small town, right? A lot of bonding with the guys. And, um, you know, I love every single one of them like a brother now. So you mentioned Cam Vansickle was a, a big reason why you wanted to come. What else made you want to come to the BCHL when you were making that decision? Why was it um, the best choice for you as you try and advance in your hockey career? Um, well, yeah, being Canadian, I always heard about how good of a league the BCHL was. Um, 
And, um, you know, it kind of just worked out because of COVID and everything that I gravitated towards the States route. But, um, yeah, definitely when I wanted to switch things up, um, I just, I automatically knew that the BCHL was just a really good program. You know, a lot of, well, a lot of college advancements, you know, a lot of guys playing in the NHL now from this league. So, you know, it was definitely a, definitely a number one option for me. Um, plus I had a lot of interest from the BC and, you know, I just felt like it was the right fit, more opportunity and, um, you know, proving myself right. So your team is one of the hottest in the league right now. Uh, you reeled off 10 straight wins before dropping an overtime decision uh, over the weekend to Chilliwack. It just happened to be uh, the third game in, in a uh, uh, the third game in a three-day stretch, which is obviously tough uh, for any team. So um, when you when you think back to the the 10-game streak, uh, what do you think has led to that success? How are you how were you guys able to pull that off? Yeah, like I said earlier, we're one big family. So um, yeah, we all want to win for each other, right? Um, but um, we were just playing the best hockey. You know, all that's the good part about this team. The part that I love about this team is that we've got a deep deep lineup you know everybody goes everybody plays and um keeps the legs fresh and um you know we're all kind of just connected right now every single line's working we figured out our lines and um we're playing some really great hockey and um wouldn't want to do it with any other group so a, a big part of the bchl there, there's always uh, regional rivalries you know um there's teams on the mainland that have rivalries. There's teams in the Okanagan. There's now the Kootenai rivalry between Trail uh, and Cranbrook. Uh, and then, of course, there's the island. There's uh, those f- five teams all playing each other a ton of times in the season. Uh, what's it been like stepping into those? And it, does one of those teams stand out to you as, as a main rival for the Bulldogs this year? Yeah, I mean, all the island teams are obviously, it's a def- definitely a different feel every night. Um, but the t- one team that I've, felt that we've got a big rivalry against and you know the fan base agrees with me would be the Clippers you know only being an hour hour and a half away real close and um, we play them a lot so I think the Clippers would definitely be a big rivalry for us and um, every night we play them it's a good game and um, you know always have fans you know from both sides it's definitely the biggest rivalry for us I'd say so when you look at the standings, uh, the Coastal Conference is so tight right now. Um, there are four teams separated by just two points uh, from third to sixth place, and you're, you're one of those teams. Uh, what do you guys need to do down the stretch here, and what, what are you focusing on uh, to finish ahead of the pack of those teams and make sure you get home ice advantage in the first round of the playoffs? Yeah, I think we're just focused on um, keeping keeping things simple and playing the playing the game we know we can play. But um, another important thing would definitely be that, you know, we play a lot of in, I don't think we play many out of conference games. Um, I think we got to win those games. we got to come up with two points, you know, try not to go to overtime against those teams. But I think it's really important when we do play those teams that we're really close with that we got to, you know, we got to come ready to play and we got to play our best hockey because, you know, every point matters at this point of the season, especially when it's this tight, right? So you're someone who is not committed to an NCAA Division One program right now, but with the performances you're putting on since you joined the league, I'm sure those conversations are happening behind closed doors. And I know you still have a, a couple years left of junior eligibility as well. So uh, without getting into specific schools, um, what are you looking for in a potential Division One program? Yeah, I mean, I definitely want to go somewhere where hockey matters, right? I want to go work a devoted hockey school, but I can still get a good education. Um, you know, a school that has my major, you know, school that hockey matters. Like I said, you know, I'd love to just wake up every morning and know that hockey is the number one thing at that school. And, um, you know, you want to just look forward to going to the rink every day for sure. 
So last year, uh, the Bulldogs had a lot of regular season success. They finished first in the conference, swept the first round, and then ended up losing in the second round. I know that with the returning players, that probably left a bad taste in their mouths um, and are uh, out to try and rectify that this year. And what what's the... I know it's it's too early to be fully focused on the playoffs, but obviously it's got to be in the back of your mind and your teammates' mind. So what's your outlook uh, for the rest of the season and then specifically into the playoffs um, about rectifying that and, and having a long playoff run? Yeah, I think looking around the room, we're really happy with the group we have right now. And I think, um, like I said earlier, you know, I think we just got to keep playing our game and keep the momentum going towards playoffs because right now I feel good about any, any matchups we have. And um, regardless if we're at home or on the road, I think, looking at the group that we have in our room, I think we're all ready for whatever anything has to throw at us. And I think that's the same mentality you just got to keep, right? I think we just got to come ready to battle adversity. You know, this group's been battle tested and, um, you know, we've always shown resiliency and that's another thing I love about this group. So I think we're just going to try and keep the momentum going and, um, you know, try and make a deep playoff run like I know we can. All right, Dakota. Well, that's all I got for you. Thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me. Really appreciate it. And uh, best of luck to you and your teammates down the stretch of the season. Yeah, for sure. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. All right, that does it. Another episode of the BCHL podcast is in the books. Huge thank you to both of my guests for taking the time to chat with me. Dakota McIntosh, who you just heard from, and of course, Stephen Cocker, who we spoke with at the start. This episode is coming out on Friday, uh, and if you're listening to it on Friday, uh, February 10th, that means that you only have a few hours left to take advantage of the BCHL jersey auction from the 60th anniversary event. We have all of the designs that were featured on the outdoor rink, including all four BCHL All-Star jerseys and both of the designs for the alumni and friends games. Uh, We have a jersey for each player that was involved. Um, So it's your only chance to get a jersey uh, that was featured in that event. Uh, These authentic jerseys were uniquely designed specifically for this and won't be produced uh, anymore in the future. So be sure to take advantage while you can and to visit that auction. It's an online auction. You go to 32auctions.com slash BCHL60. That's the number 32auctions.com slash BCHL60. All right. Thanks for listening. We're all looking forward to another great weekend of BCHL hockey the next few days. Um, Of course, a huge thank you to our producer, Greg Ballack, for putting this thing together behind the scenes. And thank you to our presenting sponsor, which is Finning. And again, if you are looking for more information about Finning and their products, visit their website at F-I-N-N-I-N-G dot com. Thanks, everybody. We'll talk to you again soon.